Massive warning. Do not buy these three altcoins. I wouldn't touch these three altcoins with a 10-foot pole, and we're about to reveal why. There's a lot of altcoins out there, but when you dig into the inside information, you can see why these should be on your avoid list. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of the Beam Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. This is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're issuing a massive warning not to buy these three altcoins. This is a very important episode because I believe it's the third one in our series now, mm-hmm. and we nail it every single time. So we're going to present three projects that we believe are a absolute do not buy, and we're going to reveal why we wouldn't buy these. I mean, obviously, you know, this is not financial advice. You can make your own decision about whether to buy or sell or do anything with a token, but we're going to present some interesting facts about these three coins, and you might scratch your head and be like, why would anyone buy these things? And look, there's no point in getting married to an altcoin. You know, sometimes when you're on Twitter or you're on YouTube, et cetera, and you mention, you know, I'm not really a fan of this project. It's almost like you slap somebody's mom in the face. Right? Like, that's how they treat it. Listen, guys, there's 10,000 plus projects out there. You can choose to invest however you want. And all it takes is for one point for me to be like, look, there's other projects I can invest in. There's Mm. other reasons I like other coins. For particular reasons, we don't like these three coins. Have you ever seen the movie, uh, like, is that Friday after after next? There's Friday, next Friday, and Friday after next? Right. The, the, when you said slap your mama, it reminds me of they, were, he, they made a barbecue sauce in that movie. And the commercial was the, the tagline was tastes so good to make you want to slap your mama. <laughs> How good is that? <laughs> oh, that's too that's good. good all, right. all right. Let's start off with our first altcoin that we would not buy. And if you watch the channel, you've probably seen us hint at this before. We're going with Chainlink, right? <laughs> Why do we not like Chainlink? All right, look at all the keyboard warriors now typing in the, yeah, in yeah. the comments. Yeah, for sure. All right, this token has gone from $49 at all-time high down to about 7 bucks as a $7 billion fully diluted market cap with 50% of the tokens in circulation. This is a decentralized Oracle service. Basically, what it does is it improves smart contract interconnectivity, granting smart contracts access to reliable data feeds, APIs, etc., why do we not want to buy this project? So, like, don't get me wrong. I love the idea of Chainlink. I think, obviously, Web3 needs an Oracle. You look at a list of partners that's working with Chainlink. They're working with everyone. It's great. I think the network is amazing. However, they've onboarded some of the biggest partners in the world for data services in their Web3 Oracle, providing off-chain data on-chain, but the token doesn't fucking move. Mm. So, the question is this. What do they need to move that token if they've partner with everyone they've ar- could par- possibly partner with and maybe some more but the token literally doesn't move you see narrative 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 mini bull run pump up the chain link token just keeps going down so why is this happening you know what's going on here it's like even during the ethereum merge hype you know when eth won that huge run for about three months there and all the ethereum based tokens also went on a run chain link didn't do anything so this has uh over 1,700 projects and 2,100 integrations into the Chainlink ecosystem. They're onboarding approximately two projects a day. And they went from a price oracle service 
They then grew into a collection Oracle service to meet user demand. Now they're evolving into a full-fledged Web3 services platform. They're doing all these things. They're working with every single... Eventually, there's not going to be any more projects to onboard to Web3. And then what? The token's just going to remain at seven bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tricky one. And I feel bad for long-term link holders. There's probably a shit ton of bag holders, which I'm sure are going to be in the comments telling us about how stupid we are. Mm. Um, and, and as I go back to before what I said, I think the Chainlink network is great. You can't really argue with the success. Everyone's using it. It's awesome. There's also some discussion about how the Chainlink network could operate without the link token, right? right. So currently, the link token is used to pay node operators, and node, operator, node operators must stake the token to get access to the network. However, as, more, as crypto becomes more mainstream and more mainstream companies want to get access to the Chainlink network, is there a possibility that maybe they could switch that to a stablecoin or something like that? You know, do they want to hold this, this token that just does nothing? So the network itself, it's currently using Link for a few things, but there is some discussion amongst different threads and, and arguments that I've seen that maybe the long-term outlook for Chainlink is that the network will survive, but the token really is useless. Kind of like the XRP ledger. Like you don't necessarily need XRP, the token. You just need the ledger, exactly. the technology. Exactly. Um, there's also what some the fact that the team holds what thirty percent of the circulation. Yeah, there's a there's first of all there's a lack of one hundred percent transparency about how much tokens, how many tokens the team actually holds, but everyone knows it's a lot, and maybe that's why it hasn't pumped because they continue selling tokens into every little every little pump Chainlink pump. Boom, dump, boom. So if the team is continuously t selling tokens into any sort of buy pressure, do they really have a long-term bullish thesis on the token? Or are they just using that to fund the project and then they're out? Mm. So there's, there's questions, you know? And then when you talk about the technology, because Chainlink is like the old school Oracle, which is the reason why they're the most popular Oracle, we're starting to see newer Oracles come out. Right. You know, API 3, even Mina Protocol has an Oracle function in their layer one blockchain. I'm sure there's going to be some next-gen Oracle coming out over the next few years that has new and improved technology over Chainlink. There's a few things about Chainlink technology that are maybe old school and not so good. So the websites need to provide access. They need to be turned on to provide access. It's also not trustless. Like, there is a, a degree of centralization in Chainlink mm. for deciding if the if uh, you know the centralized authority decides that the data that is provided by the node operator is not good, they get punished. So there is, you know, it's not 100% trustless, decentralized, all that kind of stuff. So maybe there's something new coming along that may displace Chainlink. That's right. And, or even as uh, artificial intelligence becomes more and more and we start to see more AI chains, you, know, you can look at Ori mm. um, in terms of from an Oracle perspective, specifically for AI because it's a different type of Oracle that's needed. As yeah, well. and so Mina Protocol, the, the way that their Oracle will function is taking advantage of their ZK zero-knowledge technology. So with an Oracle, a lot of data and potentially vulnerable data is being passed between Web2 off-chain and Web3 on-chain. And if that vulnerable data, which Chainlink is passing back and forth, is exploited or hacked, mm. they get access to the data because they're not using ZK proofs. Right. But on a ZK Oracle, like something Mina is looking at building... You can't actually see the data. It's all protected by the zero-knowledge proofing. Right. So that could be the future of Oracle zero-knowledge, which Chainlink isn't. As well. So, yeah. So those are a few points that just lead us to say, look, Chainlink, you're great and all, but we're not touching you. Yeah. I mean, just look at the price action. The price action just makes you want to throw up. Yeah. So that's why it's on our list. You know, we don't hate Chainlink as a project. We love the network, but... For me, at what is it, five, seven, seven billion? Seven bill. I'm looking at oracles that have a much, much less market cap from an invest. You know, at the end of the day, we're investors, right? Yeah. So, from an investment thesis, I'm looking at oracles with a better risk to reward price action ratio 
I'm looking at something in with a market cap of in the hundreds of millions or maybe 50 million rather than investing in Oracle with 7 billion, which is already on board every partner. Yeah. So that's it. We don't need Chainlink. It's just an inve- investment thesis. <laughs> 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 All right, move along. <laughs> so good. So this next one is deemed uh, the Dogecoin killer. Yep. Has it killed Dogecoin? I mean, it's kind of killing itself at the moment. So, uh, you know, uh, there's we, we've just seen a new meme coin season, but I am not touching Shiba Inu. No, this is a meme coin with a $6 billion fully diluted uh, market cap that's up over 50,000% since its inception. People look for meme coins for those type of returns, right? Yeah. So, you know, Pepe, super hot. And then you have like Mongcoin and a few of these other stupid meme coins that have seen ridiculous returns. That's why people get into these meme coins for that hope that they're going to get that next Shiba. Now that Shiba's already done a $6 billion fully diluted market cap, what is the purpose of investing in a meme coin that is only a meme coin that's already been skyrocketed? Yeah. There's no point. I mean, $5 billion market cap. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This thing has zero utility, zero roadmap for development. It has terrible inflationary tokenomics. It just has a bunch of old dead money in it. People have already made their millions, billions off Shiba Inu, and now it's slowly going to die, most likely. You know, we could maybe also, the difference between Shiba and Dogecoin is Dogecoin has Elon Musk, right? Yeah, exactly. Elon Musk tweets about Dogecoin, it goes up. Maybe Elon Musk one day integrates Dogecoin into, into Twitter, it goes up. So that's the o- other OG meme coin that I would actually maybe look at. Shiba Inu, for me, you know, you're better off just taking, if you have, you know, 5K or $500, whatever, just gamble on a bunch of other meme coins. I think you're more likely to hit one than just throwing your $500 into Shiba Inu and watching it slowly die over time. Yeah. So Shiba is a digital asset on the Ethereum network, whereas Dogecoin actually has its own blockchain at least. Mm. Like, so if you're going to compare the two, at least Dogecoin has its own chain. Um, There's just not enough money, new money coming into the crypto space at the moment. Hence why we're seeing uh, narrative play so strong. We saw the AI narrative play, um, tokenized that tokenization of real world assets that narrative come out and we're just seeing money kind of flowing from narrative to narrative uh now they're flowing into meme coins and to get shiba back to you know even to do a 2x on what it you need so much so many millions of dollars to enter into shiba yep and that's just not going to happen it, it just won't happen yeah i mean you, you look at meme seasons and you're looking for the newest hottest freshest stupidest memes so the whole Dogecoin, which led into Shiba, Shiba was the Dogecoin killer. That whole like meme, I, mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, that meme narrative, that specific one is done. Now it's, you know, frog coins or it's Elon Musk coins or it's poo coins, whatever it is, yeah. right? It's always the stupidest possible thing on crypto Twitter <laughs> at that time. So the, the Shiba Doge narrative is gone. You need to look at the new stupid narrative, right? <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're throwing out some real meme coin alpha here. But honestly, yeah, you could not convince me to buy Shiba Inu at all. Like, it's just, it's a dead meme coin with an inflated market cap. It's already listed on all the exchanges. What is your investment thesis? You, Shiba Inu is going to 2x, 3x, 4x, 5x from here? What's um, it going to take to do? What would it take to do that? Yeah, like, oh, billions and billions of dollars flowing into some random dead meme coin. Yeah. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So yeah. not touching, not touching that one. Nope. All right. Last on our list is what is an, it's an old school decentralized exchange. It's a DEX that was once hot, but now I think has been surpassed by a flood of new competitors in a very, very competitive space. This is one of the most competitive spaces out there. Um, you know, there seems like there's a DEX for every network. There's cross-chain DEXs, multi-chain DEXs, you know, all these things, right? So this is just a copy of Uniswap. It's a, a DEX operating on ETH, and it's called SushiSwap. Yeah. How often do you use SushiSwap? 
Yeah, very rarely. Very rarely. Every now and then there's some random coin that's only on Sushi Swap, which, first of all, I'm not sure why that is. It's sketchy. It is sketchy. But, yeah, I mean, look, Sushi Swap, you know, it had its time. It's it's a multi-chain. It was multi-chain, one of the first big multi-chain DEXs. That was kind of its selling point at first. You know, it wasn't just Ethereum like Uniswap started out as or PancakeSwap, just BSC. Um, so I used to use it for maybe accessing some random blockchains. <laughs> But now all the DEXs are multi-chain. Yeah, every DEX. You know, and, and SushiSwap is very limiting in the number of features it has. So, you know, you go on another DEX, say something like KyberSwap. So KyberSwap, you can do limit orders, all kinds of like sniping tools, set different trackers. You can look at trending tokens. Even the DeFi options on KyberSwap are far superior that to SushiSwap. So they have the staking, lending, pooling, all kinds of crazy elastic staking, right? All kinds of really innovative features on KyberSwap just as a comparison to SushiSwap, which make it much more attractive to use as a DEX and maybe the token as well. So for me, if you look at a comparison, a competitor like KyberSwap or even other competitors in the industry like DYDX or GMX, they're just far superior to what seems to be an old school technology in SushiSwap. Yeah, I mean, there's enough DEXs out there with better features that, you know, why am I getting a SushiSwap? It's not even one that you think of. You know, when somebody mentions, oh, go and trade some tokens... I'm thinking, all right, I need to either hop on to KyberSwap um, or I need to hop on to Uniswap or PancakeSwap. Mm. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Or DYDX. And so one reason I'm not going to fo- uh, hop on to Sushi is they had a $3.3 million exploit uh, hack a few weeks back. So for that reason, I don't like. They just got a subpoena from the SEC. So they're going to be facing some legal allegations. Mm. And then their founder, Jared Gray, had allegations of inappropriate uh, <laughs> interactions with a horse. <laughs> so it's like, it's a, it's a, it seems to be like a dead dex with all these sort of background things that are occurring. And also, I w- wanted to, um, to look at the market share of who's controlling um, the market share of dexes. They have 0.26% of dex market share. They need a 2x just to, t- just to catch SunSwap. And Zyber Ooh. and Zyber swap, <laughs> not, not Kyber swap, Zyber Zyber and so, as I mean, heard of these? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Uh, Sushi Swap needs to do two X just to catch some market share on those clown uh, dexes that I've never even heard of. So and Sushi Swap token is in like the top hundred twenty. Yeah. So I think it's it's same as like Shiba. It's inflated valuation based on old money. It what it had its time, but if you're throwing money into Sushi, I think there's just far better DEX tokens you can look at. I mean, SushiSwap doesn't even offer leverage trading. Mm. So you, know, you look at GMX, DYDX, that's where all the money is right now. Yeah. So for me, yeah, it's, it's an old DEX token. We've come out and said on past, one of our do not buy episodes, I think we talked about Uniswap and PancakeSwap, and those tokens have not done well, especially PancakeSwap. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think we can add SushiSwap to the DEX do not buy list. Um, you know, if you look at all the tokens we talk about to do not buy, it's a lot of these old tokens, right? old tokens that have newer competitors doing better things in similar spaces. So Chainlink, we prefer newer oracles. Shiba Inu, we prefer newer meme coins. SushiSwap, we prefer newer DEXs. So just to get a frame of mind when you're looking at coins, older coins, if you are thinking about adding them to your portfolio, maybe look at, oh, is there a newer, better, more innovative company with a lower market cap, which is providing a better in investment you know, risk-to-reward ratio? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, if there's any other projects you guys wouldn't buy or if there's anything that we missed on why these are not the greatest investments, then let us know in the comments and then make sure you guys tune to the next episode. That one is going to be a banger.
All views expressed by speakers on the BeamPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeamPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.